Being overwhelmed and procrastinating is nothing new, but it's gone to a whole nother level here in 2020 with the unexpected becoming expected and our lives going in a million different directions. So we wanted to revisit last year's episode on procrastination and see if we could finally kick it to the curb. On behalf of Lene and I, I'm Sandy. Welcome to Imagine Yourself. We are imagining ourselves kicking the habit of procrastination to the curb. Let's do it because I hate that guy. Yeah. Mr. Oh. Procrastination. <laughs> so now you hate him, but sometimes I feel like, dang it, do I love procrastination? <laughs> we have a love-hate relationship because we have a love relationship in the moment with procrastination, perhaps. But then later on, when we have to pay the piper... We don't like him. We don't like him at all. Then if you really think about it, there are no benefits because in the end, you still have to get the thing done or talk to the person or make the changes or turn in the project. You just have less time to do it and you got all stressed out. Procrastination makes easy things hard and hard things harder. <laughs> That's a quote I found from Mason Cooley. There's a ton of good procrastination quotes because people are probably like, instead of doing their work, they're, they're probably thinking of- like thinking of procrastination quotes and going, hey, I'm going to make a meme with a new procrastination quote. So no, I don't know. But we all do it. As a matter of fact, I can't think of anybody that I've ever talked to that doesn't suffer from one degree or the other from procrastination. So we're going to try to be totally honest about this, about our own foibles in this area, and try to maybe flush it out a little bit so we can, what you say, kick him to the curb? Kick it to the curb. Or him. I like that you made him a man. Yes. Mr. Procrastination. Mr. Procrastination. <laughs> because now I'm glad that you're kind of saying this because I just figured that people are wired differently and that I'm just one of those people who's wired to procrastinate. Because I feel like I do know some people who, as soon as they get a project, they just go for it. I thought my daughter was like that. She just seems to, as soon as something is assigned for school, she works on it. But she told me that's the stuff that I like doing, (laughs) (laughs) that I get excited about doing or passionate about. She's like, when it's stuff that I don't want to do and I have zero passion I do wait around and procrastinate. Well, I have heard that some people's brains are wired differently and some have more of a tendency to procrastinate than others. So that's part of it, too. But yeah, I mean, we don't have a problem procrastinating with things that we're excited about doing. But there are different things. I kind of broke it down into, do you mind if I do like, you always like to do these little cute ways to remember things. Well, this time I'm bringing the four Ps here. Bring bring it. Bring it, Sandy. (laughs) Help me. I need... I need to mention that I can't totally take the credit for this because Dr. Rita, my nail tech, gave me the idea to help people remember to put together the four Ps. Yeah. Four reasons why I think people procrastinate. One is perfectionism because we are afraid we're not going to do the job perfectly. So it's intimidating and we don't want to do it. We get overwhelmed, et cetera, et cetera. Number two is pain, which is what your daughter was talking about, dreading the task. Yes. We don't want to do that spreadsheet. That's boring. We don't want, whatever it is, we don't want to clean the bathroom. Pleasure. We find something better to do. <laughs> hey, look at that cat video. <laughs> you know. That's fun. That helps me. Yeah. Actually, the cat video is more of the fourth thing I'm going to talk about. Pleasure is probably something that you actually aren't just distracting yourself with, but it actually is more fun to do. 
preoccupation is my fourth P, and that is distraction. That is finding something goofy on the internet when you're supposed to be actually working. So yeah, perfectionism, pain, pleasure, preoccupation. Four reasons why we might procrastinate. Do you think you fall into more of one of those P's than the other? I think I fall into the pain one the most because I know that there's different myths in this world. Like if you click your heels three times and say there's no place like home, then you'll end up in Kansas. That's one. (laughs) But the one for me is if you don't want to do something that needs to be done, you just wait long enough and it'll just go away. (laughs) And those are equally untrue things that I've just told you. But yeah, it's not going to just go away because there's ones where there's tasks to be done. And like you said, sometimes they're boring or sometimes there's someone you might need to confront mm. or something for a job interview, something that is intimidating. Mm. And that is the pain part. And I think that's the one I suffer from because the perfection part, we did a podcast on perfectionism and I kind of smoothed that over as I've gotten older that everything doesn't have to be perfect. Distractions, Yeah, that definitely preoccupied. You got to make sure you stay disciplined. That's my big thing. Yeah. Pleasure. Of course, there's always something more awesome that you could be doing. But the It is a nice day right now. You want to go outside? I mean, we can stop right now. Just (laughs) click off and let's go out and enjoy this beautiful day. That part I can kind of deal with. But it's the pain. It's the ones that intimidate me. I get overwhelmed. I don't want to do it. Some weird thing inside of me tells me a lie. And it says... If you just wait long enough, you'll never have to do it. (laughs) (laughs) But now I think that you're not the only one that believes that, right? I think that's probably the motivation for a lot of people. This makes me feel like lies is the big issue, actually, because it's like you almost have to pull the curtain back and evaluate the lies that we're telling ourselves that it's okay to wait. There's no harm in doing it later. I don't need to start now because I just do it later. You kind of saying later, later will never come. Later, yeah. Well, when you say later and you're not defining later, okay, so Mm, some people, the old cliche is, ah, put it off till tomorrow. But the reality is you're not really putting it off till tomorrow. You're putting it off till some day in la-la land that will never occur. And that's where I feel like you're trying to convince yourself. You're just putting it over in some pile that you know you're never going to get to. And there's no benefit in that. Mm -mm. And that makes me think, what if we flipped it and tried to put a deadline on it, put a fixed time period on it, and also put a fixed reward system in place Mm. so that, yes, I will have to do this thing that I'm begrudging and dreading, but I'm also going to get this great reward that day, too. And that might make that day way off in the future actually turn into opening up your calendar and on August 25th by 5 p.m. I will do it. It will be done. And I'll have that reward. Kind of like we would do with our kids, maybe. You've probably used this tactic. You know, if you eat your spinach, you can have the ice cream. Or like your doggy. Give her a treat. Give her a treat. (laughs) Yeah. Every time. Okay. So every time Lene comes over for a podcast, we have to make sure that the animals don't come into the studio or try to push open the door. So... Allie, the dog, gets a treat. And Krypton, the kitty cat, we give him canned food and take him down to the basement. Then we close the door, you know, so he can't come up. Yeah. He's, he's got his litter box and everything down. He's fine. He'll be yeah. fine. It's a reward system. So it's a thing where you know that, okay, she's here. It's time to get to work. But this will be the reward. And your little buddies seem to embrace it now. But it did take a bit of training. It wasn't 
at first it's like mm, not as comfortable. But every time you do it, every time you put it into practice, it gets a little bit better each time. So what you're saying is that we can train ourselves like dogs. Yes. <laughs> exactly what like, I'm saying. Like, isn't that Pavlov's dog when you ring right. the bell and they, they salivate? They start to yeah. associate. Mm -hmm. And we can do that that process of associating something that was ordinarily only bad, only dreaded, to the fact that it does have a silver lining. It does have a reward. At the I can end. get a doggy treat at the end. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then it's over. Then you finally have that thing that's been looming over your head. It's finally completed. And of course, that's rewarding too. But I feel like that's not enough of a reward for procrastinators. If that were enough of a reward, no one would procrastinate. Yeah, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. That's right. Because people would know if all these procrastination and productivity hacks were all we needed, you know how you read, you know, five ways to be more productive and three different apps that you can use. But you can have the best app in the world if you're not willing yeah. to... To just buckle down yeah. and, and do it. Because yeah. it does require retraining. It does require discipline. And I'll tell you this too, if procrastination doesn't stress you out, doesn't lower your quality or quantity of output, doesn't cause you to miss out on great opportunities, if procrastination doesn't frustrate you or doesn't frustrate the ones around you <laughs> that you have to deal with, then maybe just do things the way you've been doing it, right? Yeah. But the rest of us, it has negative effects. It does lead to stress-filled, unhappy, less productive lives, that's where we do want to dig in and try to figure this out. Now, you and I, we've talked about this procrastination thing because we both went to a church service at Northridge. Yes. And that's your church. And I went back there because I used to go there. And the guy, Pete Wilson, was bringing up this TED Talk with the procrastination. And then what was it? The panic monster and the... And the instant gratification monkey. So how did that go? You have your normal adult brain, which you shouldn't procrastinate. You know that if you do A plus B, you get C. But then you have this little monkey on your shoulder, the instant gratification monkey that is used to getting distracted, kind of like yeah. what you were saying, with, and is used to taking you out of your intelligent adult mind and taking you to La La Land. It's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this little monkey. And you were saying the other day that there should have been another monkey in this? I'm making this up, but the adrenaline monkey. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there, there is something in me, and I bet it's in other procrastinators as well, that's like a little adrenaline junkie monkey subconsciously pushing things to the last 11th hour and believing the lie that I actually work better when I'm under the gun. <laughs> like you're diffusing a bomb at the last second and there's this rush and my little adrenaline monkey just dances faster and faster as I race against time and trying to get my deadline done. But Sandy, this is no way to live and it's exhausting. Yeah, it's not like a movie where you do see things coming down <laughs> to the last minute. It's always like tick, 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 the last second. Is he going to defuse the yeah. bomb? But our life doesn't have to be like that. No, Tom Cruise can do that, but I don't need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and then the panic monster gets introduced after these monkeys, but it depends on whether you have a deadline, right? The panic monster comes when you do have a deadline. Because, oh man, let me tell you, I had a panic monster. I've suffered from procrastination since the day I was born, but <laughs> I really had it the worst in college because you always do have deadlines mm -hmm. and you should keep up on your work and do a little bit each night and you don't have this problem. And Sandy, every weekend, 
I would do one of your P's, which was pleasure. I'd have super fun all weekend, knowing they had this big thing every time on Monday do. And on Sunday, I'd eat breakfast, wash my hair, do my laundry. I'd call everybody in the universe and just chit chat with them for hours. And then at nine o'clock on the dot, I'd have a meltdown. I would bust out crying and my roommate would look at me and she feels so bad for me. I'd cry and say, I'm going to fail. There's no way I'm going to finish. It's nine o'clock at night and it's due Monday. And she used to feel sorry for me until she realized this chick does this every weekend. <laughs> and one day she finally just looked at me with no mercy. She's like, Lene, I think you like this. You get off on this or something. Like, what is wrong with you? You do this every weekend now at nine o'clock on the dot. That is crazy. So, so you probably wonder, like, so how did Lene ever overcome this? I just graduated and but I never overcame you it. You never kind of overcame it. You and the panic monster graduated. Yeah. The panic monster hit at nine o'clock every Sunday night. And I would literally <laughs> sit up all night long, go to class on Monday, turn it in, get a decent grade. My back would hurt so bad from sitting up all night. I was so fuzzy all the rest of the day. But what That's did you tell yourself? Okay, Friday night, I get it. You're done with class. So you're you go junior. out with your friends. But so on Saturday, Saturday, why not on Saturday do a little bit? Or it's even up, earlier on Sunday. It's up something. <laughs> that's the part with the discipline. And that's the part about not getting overwhelmed. Because I think I pushed it away because I was overwhelmed. If you do little tiny bite-sized pieces along the way, it's not overwhelming. Just break it down, maybe map out three things. If I'd done three little components of it on Saturday and three little components of it on Sunday morning and three little components on Sunday evening, I surely would have gotten it done. Yeah. Instead of staying up from 9 o'clock. Well, the meltdown was at 9 p.m. So I'd cry from 9 p.m. to like 9.30. So then, you know, 9.30 until like 8. That's 11 hours. Oh, my God. So was the uh, it was the instant gratification monkey like all the other things? or that, The instant gratification monkey was whatever I did on uh, Friday and Saturday. So if you want to see the thing about the instant gratification monkey and the panic monster, Lene made up the adrenaline monkey part. But the other monkeys and the panic monster are on this TED Talk. And you can Google it. And, you know, maybe we'll even put it on our website. It's pretty funny. One of the days when you're procrastinating anyway, take a look at the TED Talks, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and really try to get a grasp on it. But let's circle back where you said that when we were in the church sermon, that if you don't have a particular deadline. Right. He was talking about when you don't have a deadline. Like something is not due for class where you're going to get an F if you don't turn it in or your assignment for work, you're going to get fired if you don't turn it in. This is the part where I believe we need to set a concrete deadline for ourselves and, again, put that reward in place. Yeah, like that phone call that you're putting off making to somebody you haven't spoken to in a while, a friend that you know you need to reconnect with or... And maybe apologize Apologize to or for something yes. or those are those personal procrastinations. Or it could be something you're trying to get going, like a side hustle. Remember when we talked to Bianca Sloan? She is now a successful fiction author, but for the longest time, she had a regular day job and she kind of had to push herself. Yeah. There's nobody hanging over you saying, okay, it's due tomorrow. Correct. Accept yourself. And even Bianca said she would do a little bit of writing each day, even after her full day of work yeah. so that she completed the task. Let's do a true imagine yourself moment. All right. Let's close your eyes. 
unless you're driving or something right now, (laughs) and just relax for a moment and pinpoint what is it that you know that you are supposed to get done, but you have been avoiding? What is it that you've been holding off doing? And I want you to now visualize yourself, imagine yourself, (laughs) (laughs) moving towards this task, actively and productively working on it little by little. Think of three things that you can do today, not even tomorrow. How about we think of one thing? Okay, one thing for today. I don't want to overwhelm people. Okay, so one thing, one thing that you can do today towards that goal and build upon it each day. But I also want you to visualize yourself fully completing it. Okay. And imagine the joy that you have from getting it done and imagine the reward that you are going to give yourself after completing this thing. So for me, I know it's getting back into better shape. I have to imagine that I'm not the only one sitting here thinking or saying that, right? What's one thing you can do today that is not overwhelming, that is doable, and that you can push through the pain of it to Mm -hmm. do to start? Well, I can make sure that I get a walk-in today. Yes. Yes. Since it's beautiful out, there's no excuse. And I love to walk. And (laughs) I can listen to a podcast. So there you go. Mine is different. Mine is decluttering my home. Oh, Marie Kondoing. How about this, though? It feels overwhelming. Oh, yeah. But what if I start with one area, small area, and fully declutter that chunk? Yeah, they say you can even start in like a junk drawer. Just somewhere. Because sometimes I feel that when you take a tiny task and you pair it to a larger task, you get better results because you feel I feel like people still need to feel some sense of completion and some sense of accomplishment. So take the junk drawer with the whole house and, and, you know, just take the tiny task, pair it with the larger task. Even if it took me 60 days (laughs) to get this done, one junk drawer, one closet, one room at a time. Mm -hmm. It's doable, but I have to do it. Right, but you can't just sit there and think of your entire house. Nope. Because you will freak out. And totally don't do it. I'll yeah. just do anything And there's no else. panic monster to tell you you got to. Right. <laughs> you, that's the problem. You know, sometimes when you're moving, you have to prepare. You have to pack it well, up yeah. and, and get rid of stuff. But that's not it either. So it has to be a self-imposed deadline. Right, because so, they say, too, I've heard the expression, if it wasn't for the last minute, nothing would ever get done. <laughs> And that's, I mean, that's part of our, again, procrastination and human nature, which we go back to. But what we're talking about here is that what if there's no last minute? Yeah, we would like to help everyone, including ourselves, get our tasks done that are actually due for work or whatever the case may be, the practical non-procrastination. But we want to go a step beyond that to the things that don't have the panic monster, that don't have the last minute deadline to it. Which do you think is bigger? Do you think it's just the day-to-day tasks that distract from our quality of life that we procrastinate or it's these bigger things? I think it's the bigger things. I think it's everything. I don't know. I'm just thinking it's everything. (laughs) (laughs) You're overwhelmed. You are preoccupied and distracted. No. (laughs) Yes. All of it. All of it. And guess what? How about even to say all this? I'm better than I was. You don't do what you did in college? I don't do that anymore. So I guess I did learn something. I still think it's all about retraining. Wouldn't it just be great 
to do things on your own terms, to make your own deadline and commit to that deadline instead of having to be squished to the last minute? It would be. But here's the problem. I think we need somebody else to make us accountable, though. An accountability uh, partner. <laughs> yeah, something like you and I could be accountability partners. I could be your clutter accountability. Yeah. You could be my health yeah. accountability like Sandy. You didn't have ice cream today, did you? <laughs> you know? I like that idea. And I like it to... I love customization, just so you know. Mm -hmm. I would want to do it in such a way that you don't feel like I'm nagging you or unless you want me to be. <laughs> Text me every yeah, day. <laughs> yeah, everybody, because I don't like to be hit over the head with stuff, but I still like to do it. So how do you do that in a subtle way? Or how would I do it? Do I just send you like links to Marie Kondo videos? or <laughs> Yes, stuff like that. And just kind of maybe even once a week. You just kind of mentioned Solene. What'd you do this week? How's to... that closet? Yeah. Or what's your next strategy? What are you going to hit next? Yeah. It's in an upbeat way instead of a downbeat way. <laughs> yeah. So when you're the accountability partner of someone, you're right. You do not want to cross the line. And I would not recommend a spouse for this. No, I think you might have that right because you live with that person Okay, Lene and I talk a few times a week and we see each other maybe once a week. So think of someone in your life like that. Yes. And that way you have enough time to have gotten some things done. And the deadline is when you're going to see the person the next time. Yeah. And don't start blowing them off. <laughs> like not answering their texts. New phone, who it is? Exactly. <laughs> don't do that. Overall, it's about customization. Just like I feel like it. Now, this is another one talking about fitness. Some people in a fitness setting, they want a trainer, like a physical trainer, to just beat them into shape and really be on top of them. <laughs> you probably you, need right, that. Yeah, but like it's a boot not camp happening. But other people, that is not what works well for them. So I like, and then you, it's reciprocal. I'll do for you, you do for me, even though we have different goals that we're trying to go for. I think it's better that we have different goals. Yes. Well, it could, could or work, it could work the other way work, too. Because then it could be like Sandy before the maybe after the podcast would be sweaty. But um, <laughs> after each podcast, we're going to go for a walk. After do you, then, yeah. then we are doing the same goal, so you can do it that way too. Yeah. So but whatever I, yeah. it is. But I think the key is someone that you do not live with, that you do not have to be in their face every day, because that get ugly. <laughs> so that is one of our little prescriptions here, which could be another P, but we'll just leave it at the four P's. For um, an, I like it. Fifth P is partner. <laughs> partner. There you go. For we just solution. added five P's. Yeah. So maybe we need a separate group of P's to combat procrastination, one of which can be partnership. Yes. And I don't know what the other ones will be. Praying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So we have four things that are preventing you and two things that are helping you. Yep. And procrastination itself is a P. So boom. Yeah. So we got all the P's we need. One for each day of the week. <laughs> all right. So where do we move on from here? We've got an idea for our big tasks. What about, do you have any ideas for those day-to-day -day things that you dread. And you even, you said your daughter talked about things, college assignments that she hates. Yeah. What about tasks at work that you just don't want to do? Because hmm. I got no clue. I'm going to go watch a cat video. Because no. <laughs> that is my thing. My thing is distraction, preoccupation. I can be literally engrossed in editing audio or just doing something. I will get a text on my phone. I'll pick up my phone. Oh, here's my phone. I wonder what's going on on Facebook. Oh, let me check Twitter for a minute. And then 20 freaking minutes later, 
I'm back to the audio that I'm editing. And then the panic monster says, you know what? That's due. (laughs) The only thing I can think of for that is setting a timer on your handy dandy phone (laughs) that makes you stop. And and you will not push the timer to stop beeping until you stop doing the activity. (laughs) And then it just kind of jolts you back into reality because there is really not much to stop us from acting like little kids or little puppies and just going off track. You know, we <laughs> hey, are I smell something over here, yeah. mom. You know, it's sort of like the golden retriever there. You're on a nice little walk and then squirrel. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that is just a fact of nature. Humans, animals, we are going to do that. But if we can rein it in and time it or space it out just the right way, or even give ourselves like little kids get bathroom breaks, you know, give yourself <laughs> a little procrastination break that's timed. And then you go back to work. I just little tiny things like that might make those shifts that really can help. Baby steps, because the more you practice it, the better you'll get. And like I said, I have come a long way since college. And I haven't gotten fired from any job. I haven't gotten kicked off of anything for my procrastination. So <laughs> it's, it is getting better, you know, and I, I feel that a lot of us are like that. Oh, yeah, you're not the only one. But let me dig in and get serious for a minute. There are a couple of solid things that I have noticed that will absolutely help. Number one, humans have certain times of day and certain conditions that are more likely to yield high productivity. So use any burst of momentum to your advantage and use the environment that works best. So you strike when the iron is hot, you do your work, you start your project. And if you're a night owl, you do it at night. If you're a morning person, you do in the morning after eating something, after showering, get all your conditions right. Just make sure you've got your timing so you can be productive and not a procrastinator. And also the timer is the human's greatest invention for a procrastinator. Like an old school timer or your phone timer? Old school timer. You mean like an egg timer thing? Not your phone timer either, by the way, Sandy, because I know you're going to go and look at videos and get yourself all distracted. (laughs) Use an egg timer, use a mic, use something. I have to go buy one. Yeah, but look what I'm going to have you do. Pick a specific day and a specific time. And every month, let's say every Tuesday at 5 p.m., you're going to set your timer for 30 minutes or X minutes and only work on that thing on your to-do list, like writing that novel, decluttering that closet, doing that fitness we talked about, taking that time to get that project done. Then every Tuesday you do this and you do your little happy dance after you finish. I think when you have something concrete like that in writing, in your mind, however you want to put it down... And it's an appointment that you make with yourself. I think it's much more likely to happen than just going, oh, well, whatever, I get to it. Exactly. So what do we got with takeaways? I've got two tiny takeaways. First takeaway, grandparents are awesome. This episode made me think about my amazing grandfather, my grandpa Jack. He was a character. He was a firecracker. But he definitely had a great takeaway, a motto that he lived by for anyone who was willing to listen. He had lived several different places. But part of the places that he lived were Virginia, North Carolina, and Miami. And those are all places that have to deal with hurricanes and Mm. hurricane season. Hurricanes never come up suddenly. They're not like tornadoes where it just hits and like, oh my gosh, we're smashed. You get the warnings. You get the warnings well in advance. You can evacuate. You can prepare. You could do all kinds of things. So Grandpa Jack's life motto 
that he shoved down my throat (laughs) was the time to prepare for the storm is not when the hurricane is on. So he just wanted his family members to just do a few things here and there before you get to the crunch time. Gather your materials. Do a little research and prep work on another day. Do portions of the task on the next day. And by the time you add it all up, you will have it ready. You'll be prepared. Board up the windows one day. Get the sandbags one day. Then when the hurricane comes, you were already ready. Then you're not panicking at the last minute like Like the the panic panic monster. monster. (laughs) Do little things so that you don't have to do it all at once. But if you go around thinking that myth that if I just don't deal with it, that it's going to go away, you are mistaken and you will be in the in land a, of Oz. Uh, you sure will. <laughs> you sure <laughs> and will. And then you can't click your heels three times because it turns out that doesn't work either. Yeah, that is just a little tribute to him that I didn't get it when I was in high school and he was trying to tell me I didn't get it in college. But maybe now that I'm an adult. <laughs> now that you're grown up. Yes, I can really appreciate it. So we're going to get rid of perfectionism, pain, pleasure, and preoccupation, the four P's that lead to procrastination. And we're going to solve it with partnership, prayer, and Grandpa Jack. That doesn't start with a P, but it still works. So we're going to imagine ourselves. Imagine yourself successfully completing your tasks, going through with those conversations and those projects and those impending things on time. Thanks for joining us. We'd love your feedback at imagineyourselfpodcast.com. And we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks with a brand new episode of Imagine Yourself. 